When we talk about travel, we talk about the beautiful places we went to, the people we met, and the things we bought as souvenirs. But we never really stop to think about what happens behind the scenes. But that's about to change. Because travel is about seeing the world differently, and this podcast is going to show you how. Hi, I'm Kiona, and this is the How Not to Travel podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something that happens millions of times a day around the world, border crossings. Let's get into it. I step into an air-conditioned airplane. Someone asked me if I'd like a cool beverage. I cross the border by air. I head out to the street, get in a bus, check into my air-conditioned hotel with comfy blankets and cute decor. I head back out to the street, walk into the nearest dental office. Greeted with a smile by a lovely woman with her hair pulled back in a butterfly clip. She fills my cavity. I'm now lying in the sun. I hold hands with my boyfriend. The sun is setting. The sand is warm. I hear the waves crashing with my eyes closed. I just had a michelada. That was me on my biannual trip to Mexico to get my teeth checked. I just walked into the first dental office I saw on the street, paid $50 for a teeth clean and cavity fill, then headed to the beach. When people ask me if I have health insurance, my response is, no, I have Mexico. I know what you're thinking. Is it safe? Why would you do that? Well, this isn't my first time. And I do it because I'm an American medical refugee. Let's be clear. A medical refugee is someone who cannot afford healthcare in their own country. A refugee is someone who has fled their country of origin to escape persecution, war, violence, or natural disaster. These are not at all the same thing. Americans seeking medical care are not in the same position as those leaving war-torn countries to seek refuge and care in a country like the U.S. But it's an interesting paradigm to consider because they're both crossing borders to seek a service. Medical refugees commonly come from the United States, where even with health insurance, access to medical treatment is unaffordable. 74 million people in the United States do not have dental insurance. That's a quarter of the population. And according to reports, 1.4 million have sought medical refuge outside of the United States. I am one of those 1.4 million people. And I'm not alone. I know people all over the world that fly to other countries to deliver their babies. I know people who get plastic surgery in world-class surgery centers in other countries because the cost is that much cheaper and quality that much better. I even know a woman who was blind in one eye and learned of an experimental procedure to improve her eyesight, but it was too expensive in her country. So instead, she flew to Spain, got the procedure for a fraction of the price, and now she can see. These people were all able to seek medical assistance in other countries. Of course, this was largely because of their passport privilege. Because travel is a privilege, remember? 
and not everyone can afford to choose to leave and come back the way I did. As travelers, we are welcomed with open arms because we spend our valued tourism dollars in our host countries. But in the case of medical refugees, we're going and using local services for our own benefit because we need to. For many, getting that help is even a question of life and death. And no one stops us at the border to ask if we have the right to ask for that help. When refugees seeking more than medical assistance make trips to the border, they're not looking for handouts. They're looking for help. They cross the border by the thousands every day, just like Americans do. But their welcome isn't exactly the same. There are activist networks and communities dedicated to helping and supporting refugees at the U.S.-Mexico border and at borders around the world. The U.S.-Mexico is just one of the many borders currently facing an influx of refugees seeking asylum. The Colombia-Venezuelan border is also full of refugees crossing the border for supplies and business. Europe, too, is facing its own border crisis as the EU accepts migrants coming from Syria and neighboring regions. Each country has a way of keeping people out or accepting them. And sometimes those border crossings can go like mine did with a simple flash of a passport. But they can also go another way. One, one thought that went through my head pretty often um, was on the border down in Mission most recently was uh, just the number of times I've, I've crossed over into Mexico out in the Big Bend area and you know, I met with um, uh, Mexican citizens who, who live just on the other side and, you know, have been welcomed freely and, and no one's ever batted an eye. And then I, you know, I just crossed right back over in some of the, the more narrow areas of the Rio Grande. And it's just, it was no big deal. The U.S.-Mexico border has historically been the center of disputes on borders and governmental policies passed by the Trump administration have put a strain on those crossing the border. On both sides. I talked to Robert Vessels, a veteran and senior campaign representative for the Sierra Club with the Military Outdoors Program. In March of 2019, he led a group of veterans and activists to bear witness to the border patrol and border wall activities on the Texas-Mexico border. What comes to mind is while we were there, we had um, we we encountered a swarm of border patrol agents who were detaining several families who presumably had recently crossed the border, and um, they were rounding them up. And there were men, women, and children. I think it was probably about twenty twenty people. 20 migrants and maybe about an hour or so later when we were driving back to our camp, we pulled up next to this bus at, at a red light and it was a prison transport style bus. And we look over and all the children from the families we had just passed were behind these barred windows on a, on a prison transport bus, presumably separated from their families after they were detained. Um, they were, you know, they looked like they were about anywhere from, from four to eight years old, 
about the age. They were the ages of my nieces, and they just looked terrified. And their little hands were wrapped around the bars on the on the on the windows. You know, our group had been having a, having a pretty good time, a lot of camaraderie. And when we saw that, the the just the shock from from seeing those little babies behind bars really silenced everyone. I I don't think anyone made a sound for the rest of our like half hour drive back to camp. When we're discussing border crossings and refugees, let's all remember all the border crossings that happen in reverse without a blink of an eye or mention in a headline. That in one day, up to 6,000 Americans cross over the U.S.-Mexican border at one checkpoint alone. One. That is five times more Americans crossing over to seek medical refuge a month than would ever cross over into the United States in the reverse. In the same year that 1.4 million Americans sought medical refuge in other countries, America accepted a mere 54,000 refugees from other countries. That was in 2017. In 2019, the cap on refugees is even less, 30,000. More importantly, let's remember that the United States does not receive their neighbors with the same open arms that they receive Americans seeking refuge. And while some of us have the privilege of enjoying access to healthcare in other countries, it is not the same in reverse. So for the love of travel, advocate for refugees worldwide, because our health and safety are a right, not a privilege. This episode was produced by Studio Ochenta, hosted and researched by me, Dr. Kiona. Our executive producer is Lori Martinez, and the music was done by Gabriel Dalmaso. Art was done by Tiffany DeLune. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at How Not to Travel Pod and at How Not to Travel Like a Basic Bitch. And for more shows from the rest of the team at Studio Ochenta, check out ochentastudio.com. Thank you, thank you for staying on past the credits. Welcome to Dr. Kiki's shoutout section. This is the part where we reward you with some dope educators that I've learned from along the way. A huge shout out to Raices, Texas, a refugee and immigrant center for education and legal services, doing the tireless work of fighting for the human rights of the refugees and immigrants at the Texas border. Another shout out to Nigerian Abroad, who discusses birthing in other countries as a solution for better healthcare and access to passport and education privilege. And finally, shout out to our listeners. Your support has made this show possible. So thanks for sticking around and traveling with us.